five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Race at Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by Sam and another Sam Chan, Omni at Omni Strife. Welcome, gentlemen, to the week after a win. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. Uh, well, let me try. No, that's too much, right? <laughs> okay, I like I like how you're like, and for people on the podcast who are just listening, you're, you're like, just gonna miss was, the wonderful. What uh, was Omni grunting about? He <laughs> just grunted out some color on the live stream. I was thinking yeah. this isn't gonna translate well in audio. It's yeah, quite, they're just gonna quite think quite they have like uh, beans for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, like I want just to extend a formal uh, thank you to the Dallas Fuel organization for uh, bringing color back into my life and uh, not playing effect. Oh, I meant uh, decay. Thank uh, you, Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you. We do, we do. Yeah, it, it, we're going to get into it in this episode because, you know, let's be honest. I predicted a sweep, <laughs> but it didn't go that okay, way. Okay, are you going to uh, take credit for that? No, no, I'm not going to take credit for it. But none of us, I think, Omni, if I recall, you said it was going to be close. I was the closest. I predicted a 3-2, right? but... Right, and it sounds said 3-1. Like, none of us had suggested the Titans were going to pull this one off. You mm -hmm. simply, you know, yeah, I... I Let's be. Let's call a spade a spade. All three of us got it wrong, and how excited are we that that was actually the case? I mean, we're gonna have a lot, to, you know, unpack uh, when we get into the payload. But what's even cooler? And I, I mean, I'm just gonna throw it out there. If you're watching the live stream right now, you're gonna have to tune into this podcast uh, when it goes live. If you are listening to this podcast as you normally are, you're in for a very special treat. We figured the Vancouver Titans have notched their first win with this new roster. How cool would it be to have a Vancouver Titan player join us for an interview? So that's what we decided we needed to go and do. We got Rolf to join us. He is the flex support for the Vancouver Titans, and he is going to join both uh, Omni and Sam. Uh, oh, and Chris, uh, yeah, I think you're, we're not having audio on stream. Oh, really? Again? <laughs> like from okay. your side, well, I guess. Yeah, I can. Cool. Cool. Precision German engineering. Play mixer. They're not a real string platform anymore. And and for those listening to the podcast, uh, some backstory here. We just had some technical issues that we fixed that you don't know about. But the live stream does. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, we got uh, but Rolf joining us a little bit later. Sam and Omni. They're going to tap in. They're going to talk to him. Uh, but you know what? Let's uh, let's pay no further ado to this run of the course. Let's dive into the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Okay. So uh, for those of you tuning in, how many of you had the Vancouver Titans sweeping the Dallas Fuel <laughs> 3-0? If you happen to have them sweeping 3-0, first and foremost, whatever it is that you're drinking these days, I think I need to get in on that. Because I just, I 
even if you had told me that Decay was not going to be in, I would not have said that the Vancouver Titans were going to sweep 3-0. I might have been like, oh, okay, this 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 is we're gonna work well and the Titans have a chance. I think Omni might have switched from 3-2 Dallas to 3-2 Titans yeah. without a decay on the roster. Hindsight is 2020. Like you know, and this is this is let's be real here, despite you know, some crazy play. I mean, that first map was just madness. <laughs> Like <laughs> we won that, but really nobody won that. <laughs> well, first, it's control. I mean, this this iteration of the Titans. I think control of all the map types mm-hmm. is their weakest, and it it's almost as if once that point gets taken from them, they struggle to get it back. And then for some reason, once they have it, they're, they're almost like even more excitable by it. Yeah. I mean, I joined late I because they started so early again. I joined in on the second map, and it was messy. I couldn't, like, even keep up what's going on. Like, what are the strats? Who's playing? Who's winning? You couldn't tell on the first map. You couldn't tell. Yeah. But you know what? Like, outside of that map, like, if you look past that second defined match that I dubbed a close sweep, Titans have progressively improved in each of their showings. I mean... If you don't get what a close sweep is, then this game we had against Dallas was not it. After that Busan map, they definitely like played better. And and everybody's talking about t- decay, obviously, but like I don't know if Omni God was that bad. There's no, a lot of Omni God was there. actually pretty good. Like like if we're gonna spend you know 30 seconds talking about the field, it's it's a couple of things. One, like we talked about last week how some teams play play up to their opponents. Um, Dallas often plays to their opponents. So what I mean by that mm. is when they play the shock, they play much better and then they lose. But then when they play like, you know, not as good teams, they also play poorer. And Did you just assume that we're not as good lose. as the shock? Uh, well, questionable, but <laughs> I, I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I'm not knocking the Titans here. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but like that, that was the first thing is just like, I don't know whether they don't care or they were like, Oh yo, it's the Titans. They haven't right. won a match before. Like, I don't know what the game room was like, but it definitely looked like they were just kind of pissing around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they were caught off guard, um, which is, you know, to our advantage. I think one of the big things that I'm very satisfied with, with this weekend is, is we, we closed, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, <laughs> lots of times I think, the define have given us many chances in the, the maps previous. And we just, we just couldn't win that one crucial fight and multiple times in, in last Saturday we did. And that was, that was really the difference to me. But um, like, I wouldn't say it was all decay. I think decay covered a lot of problems, but at the end of the day, overwatch is six people. One person can only do so much. And sure. that's, that's just part of it, right? Like, like we've, we've seen many good players not able to carry the the teams right. out. Had it been closer, maybe I, I I'd agree with the fact that it would have been uh, we would have made the match much more competitive. For uh, sure. But yeah, the, it, when Onigod was playing against Dalton, Dalton did outplay him. It's funny to say right now that Dalton is the more experienced uh, player in the matchup. But, That's right. Uh, uh, definitely, it was an interesting and a close uh, matchup. But and I feel like it it trickled down in Dallas too. Like Doha, who, who's usually, usually the second fiddle to Decay, he played way, way worse when, when it was easier to focus him uh, than Shockwave. I think him being way worse than Shockwave than, for example, Onigod was uh, uh, 
you know, worse than, than Dalton. I feel the gap there was much, much uh, uh, bigger. Uh, but yeah, everyone else were much better than, than the games before. And then after those two messy Busan maps where the tanks didn't play their best heroes in, in Sigma and Orisa, I, I feel like the gap just kept on expanding and, 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 and extending, like something that usually happened to us in some of the games we played. Yeah. But man, how good are Dalton and Shockwave when, when, when the entire uh, uh, team is playing at their pace? feel like they were able to even shine brighter this week. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I actually want to sort of point out, like, the amount of pressure that Shockwave now exerts onto the opposition, that frankly, Suna wasn't, you know, up to the, the ability to do so. And it's, again, I'm not knocking, uh, you know, uh, what Suna's role was. It's just Shockwave seems to be fitting a little bit better. That's actually freeing Dalton up. Right. And it gives the Titans that sort of one-two punch that I think we were, we weren't seeing in the first few weeks. Now we look at the the uh, fuel without decay in the lineup, and arguably everything falls apart because of how much focus decay gets. So why do I mention this? Well, now that you look at the Titans with a shockwave and a Dalton, you can't go and, and single out Dalton because shockwave will punish you. I mean, case in point, on uh, you know Junker Town there. Uh, shockwave is like, yeah, I'm just going to stand here. You all know where I am. Oh, you've got a window up. Don't worry. Click that head. <laughs> that all of a sudden the disc comes up. The moment that first head got clicked, disc comes up. But now there's panic. It's like, oh, this came out. I'm just going to go over here then, and I'm going to take that out. Oh, okay, well we're going to split up. Like the, you can, you know, we talk, we joke about it. You can't stop them. You can only sort of slow them down. And now that we're starting to see sort of the DPS win these fights, that almost empowers the Vancouver support line, uh, the ability to make maybe more mistakes of their own. Cause we still saw that. Like some of the windows that we saw out of the Titans. Questionable time to wash your windows. Right. Like I think there was, it got to the point where in, in RSP court game day chat, when I think it was at the last map, a good window came out and we're like, wow, that was a great window. We were shocked by a great window. And, and yet, these mistakes in previous weeks would have just punished the Titans. Right. This week didn't. And I also think that allowed the, the tank line to pay more aggressively. And again, allowed the Titans to dictate an aggressive style of play that to your point that you raised last week, Sam, allowed this team to almost build that confidence and, and exert that authority that, that, that has been missing. Also, uh, case in point, thank you, Arrow, for saying that you're going to go and uh, take the Vancouver Titans for granted and uh, rest Decay. Although there's some story there that Decay actually rested himself. Yeah, nobody really knows what's going on there. But yeah, a lot, lots of con conflicting reports. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, Decay likes video games and he's pretty good at it. <laughs> I like video games. I am not good at it. <laughs> that's, there's there's yep. a difference there, right? Like that's, that's Hence why I have a podcast. <laughs> Oh man. So Vancouver Titans, they get a 3 0 win. None of us are expecting it. Titans Core goes nuts. RSP Core goes nuts. Um, if we had been able to see the Titans themselves, they were probably going nuts. Although, I mean, we're going to hear the interview a little bit later with Rolf, but uh, the, the word was relief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Which you would think, like, oh, is that the type of emotion you want to feel? But uh, you know what? Sometimes you, you need a nacho win. Yeah. Right. Like every every great streak starts with that very first win. Yeah, it's as old as like as time in, in traditional sports. You always 
refer to that monkey on your back, especially for new players who've been just like thrown into the scene just like that with nobody expecting them to do well at all. And like uh, both Rule alluded to in the interview and uh, the one that we saw before the match on stream of the Overwatch League, I think they uh, talked to Shredlock. It's not like they had one or two glaring issues. It was a lot of things that needed like some small adjustments and... Speaking. Tweaking, yeah, and it's very mentally uh, focused as well. So once you get that mm -hmm. confidence back or like, oh, yeah, we, we definitely belong here, I think a lot of these executions will be much smoother going forward. Yeah, I, th I think I think definitely like there's a couple of times that we still kind of kind of let them back in. I, I, I It's starting to get blurry now, but I think it was like point one on, on Hollywood on defense. Like I felt like we could have full held them um, when we had alt advantage and, and things right. like that, and we kind of let one slip. And, and but that that's a key thing, right? Like if we play a good hold on defense, even if we slip, you still got two more cracks at it, right? So yeah. so I think that's that's where you know it wasn't there for the Titans when they played the Defiance because they were slipping on like the last round, like point B or or point three C, whatever you want to call it. Like they didn't have any room for error. Whereas you know when you play well early and you got a lead, you you have room to to make mistakes and recover from them, which we saw the Titans yeah. did. And that kind of snowballed into more confidence for them to close out on Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So Vancouver Titans get that win. They've started the you know beginnings of a potential winning streak. Let's, let's be very clear. Potential. They take on the Boston Uprising on Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific in a match that counts which I'll talk about a little bit later when we get to the match that doesn't count. The Uprising are currently in many power rankings listed either just above or just below the Vancouver Titans, which I'll be honest is kind of odd that they might be just below. Is this one winnable? Hell yeah, for sure. I think like, just because I trust our players and, and coaching staff having a very level-headed reaction to this Dallas game, I think they won't take this game lightly, or any game, to be frank. Because let's face it, we're still not, you know, a championship contender. <laughs> we swept mm -hmm. the Dallas Fuel uh, newsflash. It doesn't, like, turn us into, like, this juggernaut of yeah. a team. So I think there are, like, two main conditions to this game. If they, one, progress to improve as they have so far, and two, they don't, take Boston lightly, right? It's still an Overwatch League team, despite what, you know, people think. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely winnable. Yeah. Boston greatly disappointed me. <laughs> I called for their upset. All they did was upset me because I was probably the only person on the planet at that time, fans included, players included, that thought they could take the fusion. Um, and I was wrong. So they are not the behemoth that I claim them to be. <laughs> uh, I got punked, so to speak. So I feel very good about our chances as long as, uh, as you're going to see in the interview in a couple of minutes, like as long as they stick to the game plan and, right. and play to their abilities, I think we have a very good chance of winning. Is there a chance we could lose? Yes, there is a chance that we could mm -hmm. lose. I think some of the players like Jerry, like punk, they, they are very strong players. Um, but I, I can start to see chemistries coming together. Uh, the pummel party activities are, are starting to work. Um, and so we just got to keep it rolling. Like we just, we, I, I think we, we won't take them lightly, but I think in a head to head, I think it's still, still can be close if, if both teams play to their abilities, but like, you know, look at the standings where we are, where they are. Like, it's like, there's no team that the Titans should be taking lightly. I don't think they are. 
Well, no, and I don't I don't think the Vancouver Titans go into any match taking the team that they're playing for granted. I'm pretty confident this roster understands they are the underdog in every fight. Unless, however, they're already up 2-0 against the Dallas Fuel, where had they lost Hollywood, it would have been considered an upset at that point. Um, I look, I mean, I look at the, the Boston Uprising. If you had asked me, hey, the Titans need a win in the, the summer showdown, or are they going to get it? I would have told you it was against the Uprising. And I would have told you it would have been a close fight. And I, I look at the the fact that Boston has a, a roster of sort of main tanks. They can sort of swap in conditionally. Uh, Jerry's looking, you know, relatively good. Uh, and, and Young yeah, Wong. you know, Young Wong. But now I actually think that the Vancouver Titans have more upward mobility within that roster. You've got uh, a DPS line that that is that is purring. Support is actually making some gains. I still think support's maybe where the weak link exists. We know their tank line requires support. So if the you know things all work out like they did against Dallas, or even the Toronto sort of play-in where we went to five and Toronto Beast and five, yeah. I think the Vancouver Titans have a shot at winning this one. Yeah, I, so, I think it comes down to Car Car. Um, two things: if he can stay alive and if he can heal. Um, that's, that's the difference maker right there. I mean, like I was, I was still pretty critical of car car, even in the win. I think there's a lot of room for improvement there. I think he still died way too many times. Um, he was always the first to go in fights and I think, I think there's building pressure on him. I think he knows it too. Um, mm-hmm. so, so if he can kind of continue to make jumps, like we've seen it in spurts, but just not consistently enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he, he needs to be alive when the team fights, you know, occur. And, and he can't, we can't just be doing them, you know, waiting for that shockwave carry, like shockwave needs two, three picks to even it up every time. And, and that like, you know, they're doing well right now and I'm not trying to bash them, but that's, that's tough. Like in, in any tier of Overwatch is tough when you're, you're losing one of your, your supports early in yeah. the fight. I think like, because we're already discussing car car, uh, he did get a couple of, uh, not even a couple, a bit more uh, crucial picks himself on the Baptiste. And I think it kind of like, uh, goes to his style of play, which is maybe more of a high risk, high reward kind of play. And when you are not a great team, normally you end up, uh, uh, you know, uh, getting a, the brunt of the risk instead of the reward. But mm. I feel like now with team leveling up and and you know sticking to the game plan, like a broken record, this uh, phrase is. I think it <laughs> will stabilize because I'm sure they're, uh, you know, actively yeah. working towards that. For sure, because like like Reinhardt's still out and. I, I very much consider fusions to be a Reinhardt one trick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's not out anymore? No. The hero so hero pools are <laughs> it's wide open for this week. This is so painful. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it supposed to be like two weeks for the diva? Oh, it is it, the, it, oh, it's, it's been two weeks. weeks. See, it's we can't even weeks. math anymore. Update the, the, the So there's there's no there's no hero pools this week. It's wide open. This is like tournament well, play. Now. Well then sure. Play Reinhardt. Have fun. <laughs> Like, okay, I mean, you know what? The funny thing is that that, that it's hard for us to keep track, I and mean, it's still very new, but it's still also funky. There are two weeks where there are hero pools. There is one week where there is not, and in a tournament where there is not. Like, it's Yeah, to crazy. be very honest, I didn't even remember that we had two matches this whole weekend. Like, I kept thinking it was spread out. Like, I saw it on the paper. I just didn't, didn't calculate in my brain that they were the same week. <laughs> and one of them counts, and one of them doesn't, so. That's right. Well, let's talk, let's, 
finish up talking about the one that does. What do we have as predictions? Omni. 3-0. For the... Titans. Oh, really? 3-0. Sweet. I'll, that is some confidence. I'll double Sam? down with you on that. Wow. Okay. You guys are quite common. I'm, I'm going to suggest it's going to be 3-2 for the Vancouver Titans. Remember how I, how we said that the team and the you know coaching staff should be level-headed? That's not our role here. So Yeah. yeah we're, we're the hype men. <laughs> okay. you'll, you'll see. <laughs> no, but I, Why would but you I, even you know, tune in if we're like, oh, yeah, I think it's a 3-1? <laughs> I was going to point out, though, that, I mean, all it took was one Vancouver Titans win and suddenly we're just predicting wins again. I, right? I like, pretty much am not going to predict a Titans map loss for the rest of the season so <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's hold you to that um so you hear it here first uh alex and sam both say 3-0 for the Vancouver titans i'm gonna say it's 3-2 to the titans i think it's i think it's a closer fight than the other two are, are giving credit to Hashtag now this winnable is, yeah this is the match that actually counts for titans in the actual uh playoff standings why the Sunday match against the Rain at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific does not count as the Vancouver Titans are playing four matches, unlike the rest of the North American division that's playing three matches. So this one's quirky. This will matter not for the tournament standings. It'll count, however, for the regular season standings for the Titans. For the Atlanta Rain, it counts for both. Now, if the Vancouver Titans wanted to experiment going into the tournament, this is probably the match they go and experiment in. Even though it might count for the regular season, maybe that's sort of a, a ship that sailed for them. And they're willing to concede this is an opportunity to pro-scrim. The Rain, however, are going to take it quite seriously. Are, are you both going to be predicting Vancouver Titans wins here? Okay. Uh, it's going to be 3-0. Not gonna say, not gonna say which team. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta, right? They're kind of like a middle of the pack team at six six, so they are a t- tier above Dallas, but they're also quite volatile. And I'm torn in how I see them approach this match. So hear me out here, like because on one hand, they're definitely they they fit that bill of an arrogant team that would underrate and underestimate their opponents in the Titans giving us a real chance for an upset. But on another hand, if we are coming off of two straight wins, they might be a bit smarter than, let's say, Dallas was. Yeah. yeah, That's my concern. But I, but I also think the Rain didn't play that well against the Defiant and kind of... No, they're not looking anyway. great. Yeah. But yeah. they ate their lunch anyway, so, you know, there's that. Atlanta's not taking the Vancouver Titans for granted. I don't think, that, I, to be honest, I don't even think the San Francisco Shock take the Vancouver Titans for granted. And they could easily take the Vancouver Titans for granted and still not have to worry much, at least in the you know the current state of the game. I'm, I'm trying to be an optimist here, but I don't see a, a, a pathway for the Titans to beat the rain. Even, even if they are uh, volatile, even if they are sort of an arrogant team, that Dallas sweep will ensure other teams pay attention. If you're if you're a head coach, you're not you're not going to go and and allow your team to play down to the Titans. You're going to want to make sure you put the the foot on the gas. You never want to give a team confidence. Yeah, but you also need to respect your opponent. So, I, like if I I look at this, I'm saying it's you know three one for the Atlanta Reign, especially considering for the Vancouver Titans, it's a, it's it's 
as much as a mean nothing match as you're ever going to give it you know, an opportunity to play. Unlike the Dallas Fuel, who apparently thought the Vancouver and Toronto matches they have to play are both mean nothing. Wouldn't that be awesome if they were to take Toronto for granted this weekend? And based on that, find themselves in like the 12 or 13 spot playing in. That'd be phenomenal. Oh, it'd be very strange. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do what I did last week. It, it worked out great for me. I'll, I'll take the 3-2 loss prediction. I'd say the Titans have one thing going for them, and I'm pretty sure what it is is that after scrims, I my gut says they do not go and play Valorant. So so <laughs> with that, I will stick to my 3-0, and I will look like a genius if this comes through, and nobody's going to remember when I'm wrong or if I'm wrong. So it's I'll, okay. I'll make sure to remind you. And we'll, we'll spend the whole intro just talking about that. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think we should also concede we're making a prediction based on a team that is currently evolving match after match. So much of what happens against the uprising, I also think ties into what we might see against the rain. So, And dude, to show you how I didn't do my homework, I didn't even know we had no hero band. So clearly this is a very educated opinion coming in. Um, this is top tier podcasting. That's right. That's best. That means it's echo time. Echo show time. Mm-hmm. The last thing we'll talk about in the payload before we uh, pass it over to the two of you to sit down with uh, Rolf again, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, the Vancouver Titans have a new weekly show on Sportsnet. Uh, it's hosted by Abby Sherlock. You might know Abby from uh, uh, her her own channel, uh, her own brand. She is a caster, um, interviewer, uh, sort of a personality in the, in the esports scene, and I genuinely find it interesting it took as long as it did for for a network such as Sportsnet to pick something like this up. Consider the the world as it is today. There have they have been lacking in sports content. So esports has been the answer. We've seen the Sportsnet logo slapped on a number of different uh, Vancouver Titans branded uh, uh, videos and such. So I, I think it's logical. Um, what I'm unclear, though, is is it's just on Sportsnet's YouTube channel or if it's actually going to be on uh, on TV. I don't know. Like, I, I think an hour week recap show could easily be scheduled. Um, but uh, I actually thought it was a cool development. Yeah, they're trying to step in on our turf. They're, they're feeling threatened, I guess, trying to compete well, with us, with the big boys. Yeah, well, I mean, our top tier talent that yeah. doesn't know the hero pools are in effect well, or not. And let's just spoil it for everyone. They came uh, to us with an offer. It was just too low. That's why they. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm still know. considering my options, but I right. have an NDA or something. Mm. Yeah, I, I pay you guys way too much sure. to ever consider leaving. Of course, right. I can't afford. Uh, but those, no, uh, if you can't beat them, join them. Let's get Abby on the show. No, and that's you know what I Sam I was I've been meaning to message you all day. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's let's get Abby on the show. So you heard it here first. We're gonna go and then see if we can get Abby to join us. That'd be kind of cool. Um, you know, as we pledged is to bring you, uh, you know, phenomenal guests, and I, I think Abby would be a great one to to get on board. Uh, but if you haven't checked out the video, uh, the Vancouver Titans, you know, they tweeted a link. Uh, it's on the Sportsnet YouTube channel. Uh, give the the preview show uh, a watch. She. Uh, Sets up the matches, talks a little bit about uh, what went down. There's player interviews. It's actually really good content. So, again, it's... Uh, and unlike that, she Abby stays Sherlock professional. Very professional, unlike the three of us. <laughs> I, I, I even wore pants today. Come on. 
Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. And you turn the color back on. So, you know, can we really ask for more? <laughs> Anyhow, we're going to take ourselves a short break uh, before we bring in Rolf, the flex support for the Vancouver Titans, who's going to join uh, Alex and uh, Sam here to chat a little bit about uh, his role and uh, what we just saw this past weekend. Bring it on! I live for this! And welcome back. So we're here, Chrisless. It's a beautiful time. And we have Finally. replaced him with someone much, much cooler and much better. So we have Rolf here. Thank you for Rolf for stopping by and chatting with us. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So it's your first time on Ready, Set, Pwn. So you want to introduce, I think, I feel like our listeners might know who you are already. Probably. Just, just, just in case, you want to introduce yourself? I am Rolf. I play flex support for the Vancouver Titans. That's right. He's the most handsome flex support for the, the Titans currently and in this <laughs> room right now. <laughs> so so i mean like let, let let's cut to the chase i mean like it was a huge weekend for you guys um congratulations on your first win in owl so how does like right off how does it feel uh i mean it's it feels good to finally get that first win i feel like we've had the chances to get the first win multiple times and we just kind of threw it away so i was just kind of happy really relieved that we we're able to just hold on to it uh this so you, time and so it was and, more relief than celebration you'd say for most of the guys uh I mean, there's a lot of celebration for sure, but yeah, a lot of relief. I don't think anybody's really satisfied with just the one win. Like we, we kind of want to keep on pushing it. I think the fact like how you got that win too, like the 3-0, you've shown some good like uh, dominance over that team, probably added to that motivation, right? Oh, yeah. It, it really helps that you guys got the 3-0 because there's another uh, podcast that likes to talk about the Define a lot. I won't name their names. And they were trying to dunk on me from, from the previous league talking about 3-0s. So I really appreciate you guys did that for us. <laughs> um, but but just like just like in general, like what do you think you guys did differently this week versus you know the week before when you weren't able to close out? Um, I think just really a lot of it was just sticking to our game plan, not really, um, I guess... Yeah, sticking to our game plan and actually following through with it. Like one thing, one issue that we kind of had before on match day is kind of hesitation, not exactly following fully with our game plan, or even you know, kind of coming up with game plans on the fly that we haven't really talked about or discussed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just you know, finally kind of you know, less nerves as well. I think I think there's definitely nerves in our previous matches, so everything's starting just starting to like go away, like you know, the nerve wise, and and yeah, we just cleaned up our play a lot. Has cool. it been weird just kind of been playing online this whole time? It's definitely a struggle because obviously we have a bunch of people, you know, uh, in Europe and and KC and Saudi Arabia. So it's been interesting ping wise. Ah, uh, the 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 ping yeah. discussion. We've we've spent many a day talking about the ping. Yeah. <laughs> um. But like, uh, did you guys actually know beforehand that there was a chance that K wouldn't play? Like, did did you guys have to adjust anything? Because you know, as as you as we know, like he's he's been doing a lot of work for Dallas. Uh, I mean, we had no I, no intel at all before the match, until like you know they announced their roster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really knowing who they're playing with doesn't really change our game plan much. It's just as long as we stick to our game plan, you know, nothing really matters. That's fair. And then and then so just in in the game so far, I, I one of the notes I'd written down was like you know you and Karkar, um, you know you called yourself a flex support, but nowadays week to week the meta is. It's it it varies, right? Like I feel like the flex support, main support. Sometimes those words have lost a little bit of meaning. But like for you and Karkar, like you guys seem to do like some kind of like heads or tails with with the BAP and Zen. Like, do could you elaborate a bit on like the thought process behind like who's going to do what or or why you guys ended up swapping or swapping back or? Well, I think it, I think it really depends on 
like it's map dependent. Like right now I'm full-time Zen, but like it's pretty map dependent. Uh, I think for like the Trino match specifically, like we expected a bit more rush out of them. So there's chances where we would swap to Lucio on some maps and we'd prefer to have Carson, you know, playing the Lucio over me, obviously, because that's like kind of his specialty. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But I think it's like, a, um, you can see that across the board as well, I guess, for your teammates as well, figuring out should they, like t- today with tanks, it's a little bit tough to identify whether you're playing double shield meta or not. Like every flex flex DPS is also like, now we're in double hit scan. So it's a, a little bit of a toss up with um, the hero pools. So speaking of hero pools, how relieved are you? And and I use that word specifically, um, that we're now at a two week pace as opposed to week to week. Oh, it's, uh, you have no idea how, how nice it feels to be on that. Because like, in Contenders, it's so much easier. Because we, we kind of have this system where it'd be two weeks of, of just playing on one band, uh, one mm-hmm. set of bands. And, and But then jumping to Owl, it's like every week is a new set of bands. You kind of have to prepare. We're preparing for like two matches uh, most weeks. And, and it was like, it was crazy trying to gel as a team, as well as having all those things stacked on top of it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think like, Maybe maybe you can paint a picture for us because I think a lot of people don't really understand. They go, "Oh, you're professionals or, or whatever, and you should be good at all the heroes. You just point and shoot." Like, what what's the actual like in in a one week hero ban from week to week? What actually happens? Because you find out basically like Sunday night, right? Yeah, we find out when and, everybody else does. Yeah, yeah, you find out Sunday night, like Zoe's cat or whoever picks the bands, um, and then and then you go from there, and you probably you you could have a map. Friday, I think for a little bit there might have even been Thursday game. So that's like basically a three day turnaround, right? Yeah, it's like we find out the Saturday night, and then most teams, like if you play, yeah. I mean, this Sunday night, most yeah. teams, if you play on the Sunday, you take the Monday off. And yeah. then, yeah, and then you have like the rest of the week until this next Saturday or whenever your next match is to, to kind yeah. of. So but like the day to day thing, eh, you guys are like located everywhere around the world. Do you guys do like a Zoom meeting and then discuss uh, what's going on <laughs> with the coaches? Like doing a very early reaction to the you know the pools that were announced every day every week until now. Um, like sorry, how I would am... you go about making those adjustments? Like, do you guys just set like up for, a meeting for team comps or yeah 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 yeah? yeah. Uh, usually, like before we start, our, like we uh, we would like discuss it after we hear the bands, like some quick discussion. Like usually, we'll all be in in call together on Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like kind of discussing. Okay, it's very interesting bands or whatever. Like you know, quick. Like just like quick initial thoughts on what might be meta for like the next week, and then then we kind of do our day off, uh, just kind of like sleep on it, whatever. Keep on thinking. Uh, some you know coaches will go will look at, kind try and study it more and see what really will be best and what they want us to be doing that fit us the best. And then the Tuesday is usually just like get into it. They kind of discuss a bit more before we start practicing, what kind of comps we want to be running, and then. Yeah, usually by Wednesday you want to have everything figured out. That's, this makes a lot of sense, and having that extra week I think is is going to be huge for you guys. So I I know like it feels like forever, and you mentioned it earlier, like you know you know we really wanted this first win for a long time, but it, you've only really been an owl for for like just about two months. So like, what's the biggest adjustment for for you personally between owl and and T two or even Team Canada that you played for? Um, definitely the schedule. Uh, everything's definitely much more relaxed in contenders. You don't play nearly as often. And, you know, it's you don't really have to try nearly as hard either in contenders. Um, 
Well, I don't really mean like, it's not really like not trying. It's just like more teams just don't practice as much as a lot of like, younger mm-hmm. people or people who are working like other jobs too. So like practice time is much shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like going to OWL, of course, you have like every weekend you're playing. So you only have a week to really prep, mm-hmm. and which is, you know, it just feels like not enough time a lot of the time. Never enough time. <laughs> So what do you do to like get that synergy on board, like to improve chemistry? Uh, if you go into OWL, I expect that like synergy is a bigger thing than it ever was in tier two. Do you guys do some some stuff outside of the game or is this just all Overwatch? I mean, the best way to build synergy is just playing together. Like the more time yeah. you put into it, just, yeah, it's always going to be the best thing. I mean, we do hang out after, like, you know, as you get to know and become friendlier with your teammates, I think it goes a long way, a lot more than people really realize. Like if you're, Like it's one thing to be six teammates and it's a whole another thing to be six friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we had written down in our notes, like we wondered if you guys do like trust falls or truth or dare or something like that. <laughs> no, none of that, but you know, we, we do like hang out a yeah. decent bit. How many, which of the guys that you actually know before? I know, I think you played with Dalton and, and a little bit with, with Carson as well. Right. Like, but had you met any of the other guys before? I played with, Shredlock and Dalton on our, on our previous team before we mm-hmm. got picked up, and and then I've been playing with Dalton for years now, yeah. and but other than that, I didn't really know anybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've only ever met Dalton too. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, actually, what speaking of Dalton though, so like uh, I know a lot of the talk around the league in here is going to be talking about you know the DPS. Um, I think like people don't realize that you know you've you've actually been playing Overwatch for a long time. You actually played with some huge stars. So I had to do my research because because that's what Life Force pays me to do. Um, and you've played with some stars, including like Surefire, Corey. Like, where do you feel Shockwave and Dalton stand against them? Uh, I mean, that's hard to really say. I think they're. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, I love playing with both those guys, um, but I do think Shockwave and Dalton are a lot better. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. I, it's I mean, been a while since I've played with them, too. I think both those players have really like evolved since I've been on teams with them. Uh, nah, Corey, the, the quote to the article is, is the yeah, that, yeah. that's all we're going to take from this. <laughs> I'm yeah. just putting you on the spot. Yeah, no, I, I love. I mean, I love playing with Shockwave and Dalton. I mean, I love playing with Corey and Surefire as well back in the past. But yeah, oh, only nice things to say. We we need the <laughs> juice up in here. It's, it's, it's hard, man. It's getting hot. We need the juice. Um, but like talk talking about juice, like just a little bit on on nerves. Like, what do you actually think is is more nerve wracking for you personally? Like playing in like a crowd of of thousands, or or you know now you're kind of you're you're streaming live among like tens and you know hundreds of thousands but um but now you're an owl and you're, and you're kind of at home with like you know you don't hear have anybody around you like what what's the difference between those kind of things um i wouldn't say this i don't I, i've kind of gotten over my nerve phase uh quite a while ago now because i've kind of been in the scene for so long mm-hmm. um but uh, I, i guess kind of an issue that you find with playing at home is that it's much more I almost relax. It doesn't really feel official. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. Yeah, that for me as well. When I play ranked, I always play from home, so it doesn't really yeah. feel official. That's true. When I play in a public setting, I tend to do worse. <laughs> I, actually, we we can't really confirm that. How much worse <laughs> can you get though? Is, is there a limit? I, I don't know. That's 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 why I think Overwatch needs an iron. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but but enough about you know our play. Actually, we're gonna get back to our play in a bit because I think I'm hoping at the end of this you can give us some tips. Um, but next week you're up against the Atlanta Rain. Um, so so you know they they took down the Defiant last week, who who you guys are quite familiar with at this point. So I think they're feeling pretty confident. Without you know we're not asking you to leak any strats because then we know the, the the rain are listening to this right now. Um, but like, how are you guys preparing for this match? Uh, I think just like every other match, like we're just kind of focusing more on ourselves, like continuing to build synergy, trust among each other, you know, that kind of stuff. And as long as we stick to our own game plan, I think we'll be like, more than fine. Like, I think, I think a big thing is that you, you try not to worry too much about other teams. Like, as long as if you're playing your game, like well enough and, and you're just like trusting the practice that you've been doing and that you've been improving that should really all you should really focus on and i, and I guess when you prepare to the those matchups uh obviously you have those strategies that, as a team but for you personally as a flex support do you look at your op- op- opposing zen so to speak like you're going up against uh dogman he's like he's a big trash talker in owl so you got anything to say to him before you face him in the in the game no, sorry, nothing at all. You, you'll nothing, let nothing, your uh, nothing big oh, Okay, <laughs> yeah. No, because like, I don't know. I've never, I never really think about whoever I'm playing against or like what kind of people they are either. I just kind of play the game. I've, I've never really stressed about who it, who who it is. I just you know. So if we misquote you, we can say that you don't think about him at all. It's kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. Draper quote from Madman, right? <laughs> look, look at the press spinning it up again. <laughs> no that's awesome but but i mean just kind of kind of curtailing into just general overwatch how did you actually become like how did you decide to become a flex support Ooh, um i guess just back then nobody was really good at flex support <laughs> and i was just like, okay i'm just gonna do it myself <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair yeah i think that's really how it started just i just filled the role that nobody was really good at and just say i can do it better than other people and that was during better are there any like players that you uh, played a lot with that you were still uh you know in contact with today that made it to owl or, or t2 um like past teammates or no i mean like from the early days of overwatch when you said like, you were starting to find out that you're actually really really good at the game uh no there's not too many people that i've really kept in contact over the years really i have it written down here because so so like i i think of the three of us omni probably has the highest sr um and and he's <laughs> always kind of trying, 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 trying to brag to me saying like how he's he's got such like a good zen he's got a good ash or whatever and he can't seem to fixate on a position either which is annoying so like, could you actually like give Omni some tips? Like, what makes a good Zen in your opinion? Like, especially f- directed to to Omni here. Um, I'd just say awareness. Mm. I don't know. It's like you kind of want to just be always be watching at the game state. Like, okay, what do they have? What are they gonna do? And what is your team as well? Is one thing that I think a lot of people kind of forget is to like pay attention to your own team. What are they doing? That's right, Alex. You got to pay attention to <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, I would if you were up in plot with me, but unfortunately, I can't. So I'm still in spawn. but but like knowing nothing about any of us here here's here's a question that we really wanted to ask like if you have only one nano and you have three options you have chris who's not even here on ryan omni on ash and sam on tracer who are you boosting i mean at that point i'd probably just pick a a reinhardt because 
he can at least he can at least distract like a big body being nanoed like everybody's gonna look yeah. at that well i can you know go off and do something else oh uh, chris can definitely be distracting when he like yeah. charges pulls, off the cliff with the your map, nano yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey a distraction is a distraction so that's true that's that's fair um so so other than overwatch like i know i know every time we have a guest we always ask them a couple questions like one is like what's your favorite game of all time all time that's a really hard one i'd probably have to say terraria it just oh. it's like decently challenging but it's still pretty like and it's just like a chill game to kind of relax to wow that's not the answer i was expecting <laughs> actually i had no expectations so what, what am i even doing here um but uh, the the other thing we heard is that you know you're quite the the Minecrafter. Actually, I've seen you on stream with, on the on Minecraft in that like three three cell house that you guys made with four titans in there. Oh, yeah. um, so so I'm gonna get fired if I don't ask this. So when are you gonna join the RSP Minecraft server? We already got wheats. So I mean, maybe someday I'll check it out. Actually, yeah, because I think our, our titans server is kind of dying down now. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of. I'm kind of burnt out on Minecraft right now, but I always love like every couple of, couple months or so. Like I always have to hop onto Minecraft because it's such a fun game. That's fair. That's fair. So the, I think I think our loyal RSPers are going to be looking forward to this. <laughs> um, so so I mean, as we wrap up, like like just want to give you kind of the floor. What do you want to say to you, to any fans that are listening to you guys? And and uh, and yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just want to say how much like. I and the entire team really appreciate all the fans because, you know, we were kind of just thrown into all of this mm-hmm. and and like the amount of support that we've been getting from the fans like every week, I know we weren't showing like the best results, but still, it was, like the amount of support was just like overwhelming. It, it it really motivated us so much to just keep on pushing to get that first win and and every single week, every single loss was just like, and it was so hard and it kept getting harder and harder and harder. And now, now we just kind of want to keep on giving, you know, giving the fans more wins, and you know, just show us how how, how much we appreciate uh, all their support. Awesome! So I'm looking forward to that three zero against the rain this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's lock it in. <laughs> all right, thanks so much, Ralph, for your time. We really appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get back to the real show. First of all, guys, thank you for a great interview with Rolf. Uh, I appreciate the two of you stepping up and, uh, and talking to him and getting him to give us the greatest quote ever about how he doesn't, you know, think that much of Dogman. <laughs> Definitely an altered uh, quote, direct quote. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, though, because like when he says it in the context as to which he's answering, I mean, he's you know quite simply saying, I don't spend too much time thinking about my competition i think but i like how the, the the title for the episode i don't even think about dalton <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to oh put God. that on cow 
<laughs> yeah, that'll it'll totally be. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, the fact that we have the live stream right now, where we're referring to this out of context, because <laughs> um, the live stream didn't didn't get to hear that interview. They're probably on cow right now and and dropping this. RSVTMZ. You know. We can't do it. You guys need to do it. So yeah, no. But uh, again, if you are watching the live stream, make sure you tune into the episode. And for those that listen to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Rolf. Uh, we're looking to obviously get uh, more from uh, the Vancouver Titans to join us. Um, but I, I, you know, I really enjoyed the, the candor they provided. Also, I would have never in a million years thought Terraria was his favorite game of all time. I just, like your reaction, Sam, was priceless. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, he actually dropped that before on, on Titans Cord. It's just, to be completely honest, I have no idea what Terraria is. <laughs> Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> so there was no follow up because because it would have been wrong. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Terraria. I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like Minecraft, but like a side by side, and it's like a more uh, simplified dra- uh, like Dwarf Fortress. Mm, I don't know. It, it none of, none of what you are saying explains anything to me whatsoever. Oh. Well, it, it just recently got a big update. Um, it was actually top of like Twitch for uh, a spell too because of the update. Right. Huge following. Right. Anyhow, uh, this isn't a, a Terraria podcast. This is <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> we would not be a good one if, if it was uh, that. Still a much better game than Valorant, but... Ooh, not according to Decay. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the week that was. So the Soul Dynasty kicked off the weekend taking on the Guangzhou Charge in a very close match. The Charge beat the Soul Dynasty 3-2. That was followed by the Spitfire beating the Chengdu Hunters 3-0. And the Hangzhou Spark beat the New York Excelsior 3-2. We then fast forward to the North American side of the regions and the San Francisco Shock uh, 3-0, the Paris Eternal. The Atlanta Reign 3-0, the Toronto Defiant. The Houston Outlaws couldn't sweep uh, the LA Gladiators, which was a shame because the Vancouver Titans sure swept the Dallas Fuel. <laughs> On Sunday, the Guangzhou Charge kicked off the weekend, or the, I guess the latter part of the weekend, uh, by our former, I don't know, mix that up. Uh, 3-2 over the Hangzhou Spark. The Shanghai Dragons 3-2, the Chengdu Hunters. And the New York Excelsior beat the London Spitfire 3-1. Uh, Philadelphia Fusion then beat the Boston Uprising 3-0. The Valiant beat the Mayhem 3-1. And uh, the San Francisco Shock did as I told you it would. They took the Washington Justice out back, handed them a 3-0 sweep, and simply let it be. What a bold prediction. I know, right? (laughs) Um, I actually was kind of surprised they even played that match. But uh, as far as the matches to watch, um, the only one who got one of any interest was me. <laughs> eh, I mean, Saturday was basically, a, it was a quick day. So so I actually ended up watching the shock game. I watched the, the rain game. I even watched the, the glads game. You know, <laughs> I want to actually talk, talk about that being a quick day. We've talked about this in previous episodes. The Vancouver Titans match finished before it was supposed yeah, to start. Exactly. Like I actually tweeted out from the RSP account uh, that if you're reading this now, make sure you tune in. It's about to start. And if you're reading this at 6 PM, I'm so sorry. It might be over. I actually pinged in everyone 
in RSP court. Cause I thought, you know what, there might be people who might be interested who may not know it's about to start. Like that is how seriously out of sync the Overwatch League is when it comes to appointment viewing, because they perceive the entire league as the appointment. Well, ping is pretty nasty, I guess. Like it goes back two hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- for the oh. first time, I didn't mind that because I had 6 p.m. dinner plans. <laughs> so, so I was ecstatic that it went early, like, I was written so hard for the Outlaws to close up shop, and I was so annoyed when they they dropped that one map. Um, so so you know, no complaints from me, but organizationally, I mean, we're 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 kicking a dead tire, or whatever the saying is. Well, I mean, we were, th- this topic came up in in both Titans Court and RSP Court. RSP Court, most of the people were like, okay, no, I, I you know, I think they need to rejig appointment viewing should be based on the actual matches, not the the entire day. On Titans Court, I would say that it was a more e- even split, and I think it's because there are fans of other teams in Titans Court. Not just RSP Court doesn't have fans of other teams, but we're a Titans podcast. One of the arguments that uh, some who view uh, the need to just continue to play as quick as possible. It's like, well, what? I'm going to sit around and wait for an hour of no content. Yeah. This is where the Overwatch League creates content that they can package out and place into times like this. Like, you look at, uh, you know, I'm going to use like traditional sports networks, TSN, Sportsnet here in Canada, ESPN, and, and what have you done in the United States, and, you know, Sky Sports or wherever it is you happen to be. When live programming either runs long, or run short, there's always a backup plan. Runs long, we join this in progress. Run short, oh, we're going to insert the plays of the week or the plays of the month or something like that. They insert content. Or the COD commercial 18 times. Yeah, are we going to pretend it's not 99% commercials? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, okay, I'm not going to suggest more commercials, but like they could have like content that they could bring out of their, their YouTube channel that they're creating for overwatchleague.com. Like drop or reinforce power rankings or make some evergreen content, interviews. They can go back in time and like, this is stuff like you're, I get that you want the views on your video, but if I haven't watched it, might I be more engaged learning more about the players and the personnel? Like there are opportunities to make this work. If a Vancouver Titans matches to start at 6 p.m. Pacific and it starts so early that it's done by then. <laughs> That's not good for your brand. I bet there were a lot of ideas and plans to be executed on stage when the homestands ha- like were supposed to happen. But well, okay, but this is okay. You know what? If the homestands are happening, I actually might be less worked up about mm. this because I understand the live audience. You're you, you're unfortunately much more restricted to what you can do in an online format. Right. I'm almost thinking they're actually been given a, uh, an opportunity to make it work better. Right. Anyhow, I mean, it's just the reality is nothing's going to change. It's just unfortunate that a day like that, I genuinely wonder if there are Titans fans who outright miss the match. And you got to consider this. If there are casual, very casual Vancouver Titans fans, people who are just sort of getting into the the, the eSport, this type of stuff makes it more difficult for them to watch. And I can assure you there's much easier things for them to go and find. Yeah. And um, you just remind me of something that my wife said on Saturday because like <clears throat> it was like in between a map or, or halftime or one of the many half times that we, we went through and she goes, I hate this damn song every damn week. It's the same song. It's even more annoying than when you used to watch hockey. Which song is that? The Overwatch song. The one. Oh, that- you know, which one I hate. It's that 
freaking Call of Duty. I can't stand that. It's catchy. Oh, man. Not in a good way. All I know is I just, yeah. What is that uh, mobile game that I need to play or start the podcast <laughs> for? The dwarf that farts. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the thing. We've all seen that mobile game ad probably Jesus. conservatively 100, 150 times. And the three of us <laughs> still cannot remember what the game is called. It's like, uh, oh wait, it's like Legends of Soulguard or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's the one. Oh my god. Oh man. Anyhow, uh, let's talk about the week that's going to be. So kicking off the weekend, the Chengdu Hunters are taking on the Guangzhou Charge, the Seoul Dynasty take on the Shanghai Dragons, and the Hangzhou Spark take on the London Spitfire. On the North American side, the Florida Mayhem take on the Houston Outlaws, the Dallas Hill take on the Toronto Defiant, our Vancouver Titans are taking on the Boston Uprising, and the Washington Justice are losing to the LA Gladiators at the end of the day. On Sunday, the Shanghai Dragons take on the Hangzhou Spark, the Chengdu Hunters take on the Seoul Dynasty, the New York Excelsior are going to take on the Guangzhou Charge, and then fast forward to midday and North America when the LA Valiant take on the Paris Eternal, our Vancouver Titans are taking on the Atlanta Reign, and the Philadelphia Fusion and San Francisco Shock wrap the day up. What a rep god you are. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tried. Uh, as far as the matches to watch, this has to be a first. All three of us have suggested that you should watch the Dallas Fuel take on the Toronto yeah. Defiant. They, they should probably sit the K out of this one, too. I think they okay. might. I, <laughs> I, would have, I would have picked this regardless of what was going to, what happened last week. Because, I, I, again, a soft spot for the Defiant and all that. Um, but there is, um, yeah, if the K sits out again, like, you have to wonder, one, is on the need to play Ani God so dire that you're you're willing to you know risk money? Just play the right? K like, and Ani God. Said Doha. Well, but okay, that was that was actually one of the comments that came up on Plat Chat. Oh, okay, and you know there were eye rolls. Like I, I think, genuinely speaking, you have a coach of the Atlanta Rain, and it's the Atlanta Raider, Florida Ma'am, Atlanta, I think. Uh, that comes out and read it and says, oh yeah, he's playing too much Valorant. So he benched himself or he's not interested. Like there's just what a weirdness about what a Richard move. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing is so weird, but I feel like in so many ways, it's, it's, it's a Dallas thing, right? Like, <laughs> like the fact that, that other coaches are commenting on their team, like it's, it's super random, um like like atlanta's not playing them they have no beef in this like they don't they don't gain anything right and they don't really lose anything either like who who cares right but but you know the fact that that uh, selfless brad decided to speak out so selflessly um and and at the same time it's like okay yeah you you want ani god to get reps if, if you're looking at the schedule that's like you know looking down on the titans or the define or not like that that is the right time to play him um but it's also you're also sitting out your your star after he just sat out for two weeks, um, you know, because of the mandated break. So there's there's no like there's no resting thing, you know what I mean? And then and then there's there's the oh they're preparing for the future. It's like how old do you guys think Decay is? What future do the current feel have without where where we have like a too old to to star anymore? Decay. Can you imagine if he plays and they lose again? And I mean, like, there's there's a chance they might, right? Like, even yeah. with decay, it's not like they were destroying; they were competitive. 
Right. Right. So, so like, I think the, the statement that arrow put out, like, I think they have to play on God and I think they have to rest decay. Of course they've gone back on the word before. So, you know, whatever. Um, but like, like, I don't think, I don't think it's, it's a feel gimme every either way. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah, I, well, that's what I want to see. I mean, I, I want to see a shipwreck, and the shipwreck's either going to be on the defiant side or it's going to be on the field side. So I'm good either way. Yeah, I'd rather it be on the fuel. This side. will not be a three-two. <laughs> uh, Sunday's a little bit more mixed up. So Sam's saying that you need to wake up early or stay up late to watch the dragons take on the spark. Uh, Omni, he's saying get yourself up early to take the charge Excelsior match. He then says that's okay because you could stay awake and then watch the Eternal take on the Valiant. And I picked the last match of the day, the Fusion Shock. Now I'll kick off why I said Fusion Shock. I think the Shock are the better team. Yeah. But this is the match that proves it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I really like what they're doing recently. It looks like they're like stepped it up the notch really uh they're looking great i hear them about that, that twilight guy they picked up here he's good yeah man like, yeah it's and we get him is pretty, pretty I, I feel like i'm turning into like a, a shock stan here on this podcast because i think a couple weeks ago i already marveled about how good this team is and good. and like i think i think when i was watching them destroy the the paris rookies uh because that that's basically why i the team of star rookies um, like I just had this pit in my stomach because, because I saw Violet and I saw Twilight both popping off yeah. and, and like instantly I went, that's what Pat yeah. was trying to do right? like, with, with the two what? flex supports. You know how recently like uh, supercomputers perfected the game of chess. I feel that's what happened with <laughs> Troy Hoban and then the game of Overwatch. He's like ascended like this tier that nobody really gets closer to. Yeah. Like how does he keep getting better? Unbelievable. It's like, Everybody's a tier below him, and uh, it, it's, it doesn't seem close anymore. I remember, like this time last year, we were, like, we were talking about like January versus Choyobin. Like it's, it doesn't feel close to what right now, and it's not a yeah. knock on January. He's like Neo out there, like stopping bullets, like it's just hanging out and being, playing being whatever. Code of Overwatch, and just running. Hey, choice so good, Super can start playing other heroes and look good too. <laughs> <laughs> but but like here's here's the thing, right? Like in in the first game when they played Twilight and they played Violet, um, I truly believe that if we, the three of us, played with the the San Francisco bench of Super, Moth, and uh, who am I, Rascal, that we could take on half the league. And that's not, we're, we're, we're not complimenting ourselves here. I keep going back oh, so. to the game uh, you had with uh, Stitch. Not the same, okay. but still... I just I just want to point something out here. So this is this is how it would this is how it would break down. I would have to play flex tank or off tank. Sorry, not flex tank. Off tank. Um, I'm going to presume Sam here. You're going to have to go on on flex support. Can't I just like do that right click thing yeah, with the brig know. or whatever? No, no, no. Cancel that. Play Junkrat, and we get, <laughs> we win the, the. Oh, so I'm I'm actually not tank then. Oh, I'm, you're I'm no, you're Junkrat. Junkrat. You you missed your calling, dude. <laughs> you've been in the overwatch league at this point if you like focused on that yeah i'm pretty sure i mean i mean you could have gone the the jake rat route like you know Definitely. be really amazing in one tournament and then just ascend to caster level it would have been like light lul force instead of jake yeah. Lul, uh, yeah oh yeah well you guys might be on something here um <laughs> so 
Well, tell me though, like the Valiant Paris Eternal match here that only you you want people to to watch. I would have never thought. I mean, outside of the records being equal, I don't. This doesn't seem to be a compelling match to tune in. Have you seen the Valiant recently? They're really, really fun to watch and really good too. I I kind of want to see again. I want to see Sparkle and XZ. They didn't really have a great showing in their first um, match against uh, um, the Shock, really. But maybe in a more equal uh, playing playing field, it'll be a better match. I think it'll be a good one. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, place Excelsior Charge. That's yeah, like Charger are looking really, really good now. They're just picking up wins after win after win, and uh, yeah, they have this little uh, Genji uh, player that I like watching as well. Oh, um, his name's I don't like know. Hawk. I don't know. He's really young though, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he, yeah. he has he has to get his reps in. But I heard he's pretty toxic too. So I don't know if I cheer like they might they might tilt or they might bench him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's uh, Sam picking the dragons and Spark. Uh, that's my upset of the week. I think the Spark can take it. Oh, because uh, Ar- Architect can pop off. He's like well, that. he's got he's got that shock blood in him. So, wait, Architect? Architect? You're he's talking about Philly? Spark. I'm talking about no, 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 Spark. No, no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, we can't even yeah, keep up right. anymore. These guys I move teams so often. Top tier um, podcast, best in the market. QOQ. How do you pronounce that? Um, I I don't know. We had that debate in RSP court. I think it's Coke. Coke. Oh, don't do that, kids. Bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with the soccer player from Spain who's Coke. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyhow, so uh, what's been going on in the league? Well, there's been since this last episode a whole lot of you know change, movement, players, what have coaches. So let's start with the Washington Justice. Uh, so Supreme has been elevated to head coach and they brought in Chilla as an assistant coach. Um, so Washington is going full Korean, right? I mean, that's, biggest surprise like, in the league. I'm going to presume that's what Prey's doing. Yeah. Uh, the spark, speaking of, of teams, they they've terminated crystals contract. What was interesting about this is when I dropped that news in RSP court, there was a genuine reply. Wait, they haven't done that already? Because we have to rewind way back to when he didn't he went home and then he didn't come back. Yeah, I think we, we call I was mentioning wait, because I'm I'm keeping track with the, the roster spreadsheet. I'm not really sure if they ever released him. Did everybody no, just didn't. They, they essentially owned his rights until this past week, and then they decided yeah. they don't own his rights anymore. There was also so, like hey. a rumor uh, from a jersey that he's going to go to charge, I think, that fell through. That deal with the buyout was too high or something like that. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, he, he got he essentially got terminated. And when we talk about terminated, this is the – this is the their announcement was a little bit more expansive than the Vancouver Titans mutually agreeing to sever ties with players. But, yeah, he, he – Hey, at The least. fact that they actually said, you know – like further comments will be dealt with our legal team or whatever. <laughs> At least he has plenty of time now to go shopping with his mom and girlfriend. So uh, yeah, everybody wins. Uh, QOQ is joining the spark. Um, anyhow, is this in more, this is real. that's taking the absence. That's, that's why we're seeing QOQ join them. Is this, is that the, the need? It's, I don't know why else it would have been. I don't know. It seems like a good pickup. He's one of those names that always pop up with someone that really needs to be in the league. Did they specify why 
Uh, Rhea's taking that um, break. Um, wrist injury. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he's I, doing surgery, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Well, then that's, that is that is a long absence then. I can't imagine a, a professional gamer, you know, like we think of like traditional sports, eh, surgery, you know, four to six weeks. Professional gamer, that's got to be a season-ending injury. Yeah, yeah. Right. Probably, Especially... Atomic Skull wrote, just wrote in chat, they, they need to uh, actually release uh, Crystal to... Assign QOQB for the oh, roster limit. Right. When did when did we start talking about Crystal? Do you remember? Is was it over a year ago or just about a year? It, they, well, no, because the Spark were in the U.S. He went home, so this would have had to have been a year ago. He went AWOL, like last season. I think it's crazy that Crystal stuck longer with his team than Hoxel or Twilight did. <laughs> Fair play. More than Fisher too. Uh, <laughs> Fisher had like four teams in that time. That Elsa uh, cosplay, though, that's. <laughs> oh, man, we didn't talk about I, that. I, I thought we were just going to dodge it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we already knew that this took place. We talked about the uh, the player in the payload, but Onigod joined the Dallas Fuel, and uh, Arrow felt that uh, they needed to check him out. So they uh, benched Decay. So, yeah. That worked out I mean, well. I mean, I think it's really unfair to him. I think he did all right, actually. No, no, no. But, like, yeah. It is what it a, is. Exactly. And, uh, again, you already heard this on the podcast, but uh, Zick got uh, a full-time gig with the Toronto Defiant. Uh, we put this out there because he kind of sort of had to, having already been with the team for two weeks and played. But the Toronto Defiant officially announced it uh prior to the matches last weekend so he is officially with the with Toronto yeah and then uh, one sort of late uh, bit of news that came in as we were recording uh Packington uh is now uh head coach GM uh, for uh, the Valiant and uh he is also managing their Valorant team uh I think he is the executive producer on SpongeBob and uh, I understand that he might work part-time at a local subway. Jeez, that guy's making bank collecting them checks. <laughs> like, is you, he though? Do you think or it's is he like just a, doing more stuff? A, 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 <laughs> and each each job gets another check, so he's got like six checks he should. that arrive every I couple mean, of weeks. Why would I mean in theory, yeah. <laughs> if he's not, then <laughs> scratch all, all that I said. Fire his agent will oh, be your man. agent. Speaking well, I mean, of speaking of which, Packing Ten now owns the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's, he's packing like, ten rolls and, and paychecks, I guess. Yeah, so you guys so, are going to get paid by him now, not me. Yeah. yeah, maybe now sports Sportsnet actually has a chance to like win the bid. <laughs> uh, anyhow, and as we already know, on Wednesday, uh, more stuff comes out because hey, that's the way things work in our podcast. Uh, the Overwatch. Okay, is it Overwatch League? Like, I don't know who to actually refer to it as, but essentially Overwatch Contenders uh, is got a whole ton of changes unless you're in the Chinese, China region. So China region staying the same. But North America, Europe, um, uh, Asia, I can't remember what else. They're, they're all, essentially they're changing to tournament style, um, monthly tournaments. Uh, they're not entirely sure if a gauntlet's going to take place simply because... Uh, you know, obviously the pandemic prevents the ability for travel and, and what have you. And I don't think they really want to have full on ping uh, for, for teams, let alone just individual players. But I mean, 
I'm not one who follows the the tier two scene. And so I won't claim to have significant understanding of what all these changes mean. But the one thing that did strike me as interesting, and if you're a member of RSP Cord, you'll know friend of the show, Katrina, uh, already highlighted it. They actually noted that they are going to go and ensure players understand what it takes to be a professional, which is more than just being good at the game. Mm-hmm. And I think, one, long overdue for the Overwatch League to recognize that they need to actually empower these kids to understand that what they say matters, their actions can speak louder than their words, and you can't just be good at this game and think that it allows you sort of an ability to to do what it is you want. I mean, uh, this past week, and it's not related to the Overwatch League, you know, specifically, but just like looking at some of the things that came out um, about... I'm going to use another the Destiny community. I'm singling out that game. There are some well-known figures in the Destiny community, streamers and such, that have essentially been, you know, outed as some very bad dudes. And I don't, I don't think I'm doing a disservice describing as that. But to fix issues like this, you got to start when someone actually starts to begin with realize what's right and wrong. And I think the Overwatch League is recognizing that they, they, if they don't have a problem, could easily have one. So the fact that they're taking steps in sort of that level, I think is good. But I also think at the you know top tier as well. Like I, we talked a little bit about this last season when there was examples of both Hacksaw and Bumper um, doing some stupid stuff. Now what they were doing, the toxicity in in game and chat. I, I had sort of inferred at the time, I don't think the organization, Sports Entertainment, would tolerate that. And I don't know if any of that played into what happened this year, and I won't claim that it does. But that type of situation should not happen. And then I get, you know, you know, people are toxic. That's video games. But there is a reason why after every game, good or bad, I always say, well played everyone. If someone goes and calls me out in Overwatch, tells me I'm a trash Reinhardt, I'm like, I apologize. I'm so sorry. I will do better next time. I mean, I do that because I'm not going to show that it gets a rise out of me because it doesn't. But I also know that by saying that and not taking the bait, I'm almost baiting you. But the point is, is that at the end of the day, it's just a bloody video game. And how people get so worked up about it blows my mind. Well, take it a step further to the professional side. There's kids watching these, these younger players and see them as role models. And quite frankly, they need to set the tone. They need to show what it's like. Um... And, and ultimately hope that as role models, you know, younger, the younger generation aspires to be more like them. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> no, you actually said everything I had to say about this topic. So yeah, thanks. Uh, no, for real. And, and one of the first things I said to Shredlock was like, stay off those Twitter DMs, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, it's super easy. DMs, don't use them, period. Done. Except when Sam, Sam DMs you. <laughs> You gotta reply those. That's how we get you on the podcast, like, bro. Make this claim and then like exclude yourself <laughs> out of it. <laughs> so selectual, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, dive into those changes. You can check them out. There was also an update to the PTR patch where Junkrat got a slight buff. Oh no, um, it's gonna like rise up the ranks <laughs> really quickly. Essentially, his his there's the his detonation of a, a mine is slightly quicker mm-hmm. by like a hit snidge. And then after his alt, you get control of junk route a little bit quicker. Yeah. 
So very minor adjustments, but uh, yeah. So you know. now instead of 30 limbs, you're going to go to 40? Yeah. Okay. The fact that you guys, like, I'm there are going to be people out there. I'm going to get Michael. He's going to try to, like, 1v1 me. That's Junkrat <laughs> or something. <laughs> I, still, I will be on this stream. I think he still wants to 1v1 me as Ryan, because I don't think he, he, he quite realizes. Like, when I say I am, like, top-tier Reinhardt, yeah, I'm pretty much, you know, top tier of the bottom. You might actually win because they'll have like two disconnects during the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the I won't penalize them like comp does. <sighs> Anywho, uh, jam-packed episode. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about the Vancouver Titans getting their first ever win, which is phenomenal. Uh, we're going to celebrate a little bit more next week, and you'll get to learn more about uh, those celebrations Ooh. when they take place. Eyes em- we had an hmm? eyes emoji. Uh, eyes emoji uh we had it rolf join us so again thank you rolf for for joining us talking to us about uh, how uh, you and the team approach each match each and every week and uh, thanks to the two of you for for stepping up and uh, and uh, chatting with them and uh yeah we just went through the fray where we got to hear chris get on a ted talk without using 25 tweets that's the first not a twit longer not a twit longer not a twit longer but uh yeah end of an episode mm-hmm. how you guys feeling great <laughs> well i'm glad that you're back in the next one too yeah I, I appreciate that i mean it makes it a whole lot easier when it's not just sam and i <laughs> yeah. but uh you know any final words of wisdom for all of our our listeners there sam uh play brig and experimental patch and tell me how it feels <laughs> oh yeah some other changes there yeah brig just can't do nothing anymore uh ani a duel between three people is actually called a truel. Bet you didn't know that. A duel between three people is called a truel. Wouldn't that be a trio? No, a, a duel. When you duel, you know. So the, you know, the, like, like, a like a one v like the good, the bad, the ugly. One v one, one v one, one v one. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly is a perfect example so, of a so truel. What, oh, so. So then the good and bad go at it, then the good and the ugly go bad, and the bad and ugly. Okay. So which one of us is good, which one of us is bad, which one's the ugly? I, I think we leave it to our listeners. You need to tell us. Reach out to us on Twitter <laughs> in RSP Court. So Twitter, it's, you know, at ReadySetCon or in, in RSP Court, discard.io slash ReadySetCon. Who is the good? Who is the bad? And why is Sam the ugly? At least I'm not bad. Oh, well, as for me, again, thank you for tuning in on Twitch each and every week when we live stream. You'll want to tune in next week because we got some special something to share with uh, with everyone. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, eye emoji, eye emoji. Uh, also, for those of you tuning into the podcast each and every week, thank you for subscribing. If you can do one thing for us, one tiny little thing, uh, actually, I'm going to say two tiny little things. One, tell a friend about the podcast. Let them know that we exist and play an episode for them. We can be found on every podcast application that is out there. Whatever your favorite happens to be, I can assure you you can listen to us. And if you can't, tell me and I will fix it. Second of all, leave us a review. Uh, You can review us by going to a number of different podcast applications. uh, But the easiest way to do that is go to podchaser.com slash readysetpone, where you can not only review the podcast, you can review individual episodes. If you like one episode over another, feel free to drop us a review. And as is our practice, if you leave a review, we will read that review verbatim on an upcoming episode. 
If you want to follow the podcast itself, readysetpwn.com is the place to go. And I'm going to give a shout out to our phenomenal, uh, you know, RSP community and the Minecraft server right now. Uh, it's taken on new life. Uh, we've got uh, Corin, who's just going like whole hog here. I mean, we've got we've got a Zen um, a tribute. There's a Vancouver Titans tribute. We've got a Doom Fist Fist. Um, we've got an entire like train rail network. That's Jawaldro, Katrina, uh, who, who, who've helped put that together. And I know I'm leaving other people out. Uh, if you're interested in joining the, the Ready Set Pwn Minecraft server, all the details are in our Discord. Uh, Wheats swings by from time to time. He was actually streaming uh, on his Twitch channel and uh, playing around on our, our server. And uh, if you listened to the interview earlier, Rolf might, uh, you know, swing through and uh, check it out too. So, hey, you never know when you're going to be on the RSP Minecraft server and a Vancouver Titan is there. Uh, please don't grief them because then I might have to ban you and that would be good. But yeah, Discord's got all those details. So on behalf of Ani at Ani Strife Sam at another Sam Chan, myself, Chris at Lightforce, I'm going to sign this episode off with those magical two words. Catchphrase. <laughs>